Okay. Well, um, it is just after 12.30 a.m., uh, July 3rd, Independence Weekend. He's here in the States. Um, this is definitely the first time I've done anything like this. And it's kind of funny because I'm talking to some, uh, basically a voice recorder. Almost as if I'm speaking to a person. But I figured I'd give it a try. So, um, I am a husband and father of two. I've been married uh, not long in the game, seven years, uh, since June of 2014. And I have two children, a four-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. She's 16 months. And um, the way I would describe myself, well, I'm 40 years old, 40, that's a big 4-0. Uh, originally from Jamaica. I mean, I, I spent most of my time here. So, if anything, I guess I'm more American. But whatever. I mean, we'll slice that up later. The point of the matter is, um, I am a family man. I'm very proud of that. I love being a family man. Honestly, couldn't really envision growing up uh, be it in Jamaica or be it here and not have a family not have a wife, not have children not have a home um, and I have all those things and if anybody was to ask me you know um, you know, are, are you okay, are you happy with the way things are um, what is it that you want I would tell them I have everything I need I have everything I want and uh, in fact I've actually said that before Many times. And the reason I said it is because it's true. But that doesn't necessarily mean perfect. Why Why do I say that? Alright, so... Uh, my wife and I were... We got together in 2009. And, um... I mean, this could really be a long genre thing. And I figure... This is probably not going to be the first time I do it, so I don't really need to give the entire, entire thing all at once. But essentially, she is um, she's five and a half years, exactly five and a half years younger than me. When we met, I was 28 and she was 22. So she was going to be 23 and it was like the summer of 2009, and I was like newly single. She was semi-single, so not really single, but you know, you know how the situations go with the, the ladies, the women, and the guys that they're with, but not really with at the same time. And um, so we were dating, basically having a great time. And she was, she was different than, um, like, some of the girls that I'd been with before, especially my ex. She was, she was different. Although they're of the same culture, her personality is different. And she, she like, wowed me. Cause she had, like, these intangible things that a lot of women don't really have. And they can't really, you know, learn it. 
and me being a Jamaican man, by the way, she's Haitian. Um, and I guess I, you can say I kind of had a track record of dealing with Haitian women. And in fact, I, I like Haitian women. I think a lot of, lot of Jamaican men are just island men, period, love island women, in particular the ones that are much more traditional, and, and Haitian women have that. Um, a lot of Jamaican women, quite frankly, sadly, just don't. They don't have that anymore. And uh, it was almost like a whirlwind kind of kind of romance, and it wasn't without issue, but it was almost Cinderella-like for her, the way she describes it. Um, for me, though, it was like a like a like a shock, like a surprise, because the way I I described it, at least to her. And anybody who asked, I would say, you know, and I, I told her directly, I said, you're the woman I never knew I wanted. Right? Because I had this this version of a woman in my mind. Um, you know, like I, I would describe it as a girl next door. Like that's a very short-winded way of saying it. You know, a girl that's really down to earth. That's attractive, um, more attractive than she thinks she is. Um... But, you know, attractive, smart, but not like some rocket scientist. Um, <laughs> lots of common sense. But most importantly, she has these certain characteristics, you know, characteristics that are more in tune with your, uh, I guess you can say traditional type of woman that most men are attracted to. Women that are nurturing, very sweet, um, you know, very caring. You know, women that will literally be by your side, um, but also possess certain characteristics of not being afraid to check you really, really when, if, you know, you need to be checked if you really are out of pocket. And that's that's what I saw in her. I still see it in her, so it's, it's not like, it's natural. But there's certain hiccups that we've had in particular communication kind of hiccups, hiccups that I guess you can say are, are largely unresolved. Um, hiccups, are, if I'm, I'm, I am being honest because I'm talking to a voice recorder, but essentially hiccups that I would put more on her, right? We had hiccups that were very much on me, but we've kind of dealt with that and not even kind of we have that dealt with that and I myself have dealt with a lot of my own my own shit right I think black men in general um we don't escape blame no matter whose fault it is no matter the scenario uh we generally have to deal with dirty laundry so there's a well, very, very well and very detailed documented history of that when it comes to me. When it comes to her, though, it's a bit different. I've always said that when I, when I speak, when I say certain things, when I express an opinion, right, um, when I express an emotion, feels like I like I get dismissed. 
um, you know, like we're, we're married, I said earlier, we're married seven years. The reason that we're married seven years is because it, it's a part of my outlook, my plan, right? It's me pushing our relationship, setting the foundation for it, setting the foundation for the future family, the family that we have now. That's that's something that I took on because it was an, an innate thing that I wanted to do. And she very much wanted that too, but it wasn't going to be something that she was going to do. And that's the natural order of things. No complaints about that. That's the way it should be. I'm proud of that. But I, I do find that anything beyond, anything that has to do with just me, it's, it's like it doesn't matter. Right? Um, if I don't like something, and I say I don't like it, I have to fight tooth and nail in order for that opinion to even be counted, if that. And it's not like that for her. When she talks, I give her the space to say what she needs to say. I don't have to like it or agree. I, I just give her the space to say it. And I've always told over the years when, when I want the opportunity, when I seek to say things, they don't have to be life or death, just anything. The, the reception is different, right? It's a... Uh, it's like this this need to, to fight, this need to, to not hear me, this need to dismiss or invalidate in my opinion. And over the course of time, especially as we've added children into it, now that we have two, it's becoming more frequent. You know, because um and, and this is this is all kind of come to somewhat of a boiling point where as as our family has grown, the need for me to assert myself and lead even more so, and it's not that I never did assert myself. I mean, hell, if you ask anybody, they would say, oh, he asserts himself too much. And it's like that, that's kind of the people's impression of me, that I'm too assertive or I'm too forceful. Or I'm just too much. And you know, I came to the realization that society really, it's society has brainwashed everybody, especially our women, our black women in particular, that the, they're men, us. We're too much. We shouldn't be the men that we are. We shouldn't even be fucking men at all. That's what I've... That, that's what I've bucked up on, you know, and, and nothing speaks more to that than if anybody hears this ever, <laughs> especially around now, uh, summer of 2021, you say the name, you're black and you hear the name Kevin Samuels, you know, right? But it's not just, it's not just him, you know, because she and I have recently kind of bucked up on Kevin Samuels. We bucked upon, oh, actually, I buck upon Kevin Samuels because it was one day we got into this little, like, you know, tiff. And I was looking to, I was looking for something, I, I can't remember exactly, but it's, 
you know, and, and this goes back to when I say things, they don't land, right? Especially if it's uh, like a feeling or just a general opinion, it doesn't land. It just it just gets invalidated, just dismissed. You're not willing to hear it. And the only way in which it goes through, I have to fight for it. So this one day I was like really just tired of it. I was fed up. And um, I went kind of like searching. I was hunting for something. And I found uh, I found this channel. This is what it was. I found this channel on YouTube called Replicant Fish. And I, I wasn't really big into the channel itself. Because I felt it was, it was just a little a little childish. And it was a little... Um, just a little discombobulated. But the content in which, you know, the channel generally referred to, because that's what the creator does. It kind of refers to a lot of other content, a lot of other creators. And he adds in, like, little sound effects and little sound bites. And there's no knock on him. But that's, that's what I bucked upon. But the content in which he was reacting to was content from another YouTuber called Miss Chloe. And um, now that I say it, in fact, I think I, I remember now what, what exactly this was about. I was basically trying to get her to stay in her lane and get out of mine, right? Stop trying to take on things that you don't, that she didn't need to take on, things that I didn't ask her to take on. And then she would complain about being tired or being frustrated when I never asked for her help in the first place with any of these things. So... I found I, w- I went to the to the source, um, and this was Miss Chloe, and she had these videos, and a lot of them were centered on um, directed, especially at black women who, you know, by a certain age, like around like mid thirties, they really start to kind of gas out and get tired, and you know, be somewhat bitter, and you know, basically throwing every other negative connotation or you know every other adjective that you want to you want to add in basically manly you know less cooperative if they ever even were cooperative and she was basically saying you know it's because you've been operating outside of your femininity you've been you've been doing things as a man you know you you've been taking on these battles you go to work you do this you do that and when you come home, you have your husband and you have your, your children. Well, then you look at your husband. If you're a black woman, you definitely look at your husband like, well, fuck him. He could do it for himself. That's the attitude for too many of our black women. You know, it's like, fuck him. He, you know, he could do this. He could do that. He a grown-ass man, that kind of shit. And, you know... That's been going on for so long. I mean, we have it in in our movies, TV shows, especially sitcoms. It's it's the the black woman. You know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, like that kind of shit. The Tyler Perry trope, and the black man is just this this bumbling fool. You know, who can barely do this, barely do that. He can barely keep a job. He's lazy. This, that, and forth. He's like the the minstrel that they would show in you know colonial Americas, you know from the U.S. and Latin America, Caribbean, so on and so forth. You know these these lazy black folks, and that's how they depict the man. So the woman is overtired, overworked, and the man is you know with like five six babies on her hand and hip, and the man is just on the couch, just 
lazy. And I was, you know, I, I showed her the clip. I sent her the clip by way of her, her phone to like, babe, check this out. Because it was here we had this woman, black woman, talking to other black women. But she's primarily talking to younger black women. Telling them, hey, you know, nobody told you what this was going to be, how this was going to turn out. But let me tell you something. This is how things can go. This is how bad things can be if you don't start making some adjustments, if you don't kind of return back to your roots. And that's that's the basis of her channel, a lot of her content. Now, I myself, I don't keep up with her content. But what I found most importantly for me was something called the manosphere. Now, I had booked upon it before. Um, and to be quite honest, I found a lot of it to be and this is just initial impression without really sitting there and listening to it. So maybe about two, three minutes of listening to certain content. Um, it, it just seemed like like woman bashing. You know, these women can't get it together. They don't know what the fuck they want, this, that, and the fourth. And this this is maybe the first time I bucked up on it was like kind of a few years ago. I guess it was kind of just getting started. And maybe that was the case. Maybe it was a little bit more woman bashing. I don't think so. I think that was my initial impression of it without listening to it. But based on bucking up on Replicant Fish and then Miss Chloe, and then that led to Kevin Samuels, it's like, hold on. This is not, you know, just some new thing. I mean, it kind of is and isn't. It's not a new thing because as a man, you know that this is, this is fucked up. You know it is. You know that a lot of the women that you come across are sick. Like, I knew that. I had that experience. Um, delusional. Just crazy. You know that as a man. How do I know that? We discuss our friends all the time. She'd bring them up to me. What do you think of this person? What do you think of that person? I say, oh, that person's finished. She's done. She's she's a rapper. It's done. She, that chick is living in, in dreamland, this, down and forth. So it's not new. You know, and it should be shocked. Like, wait, what? You, you, are you serious? And blah, blah, blah. And it, it's almost like it. she couldn't even believe what she's hearing. And not even almost. She really couldn't. Because we'd have these conversations all the time. But I would say to her that, the biggest problem that they all have is that none of them are right within themselves. Like they're all, they're all fucked up. Um, a lot of them have chased the wrong values. They worship the wrong values from, from youth. And because they worship the wrong values, they grow up to be subpar females. They're not suitable to be anybody's wife and they're not suitable to be anybody's mom. That's, that's, I, I, I would know. I mean, as a man, I, I look at them, I can, I clearly see who's pretty, he was a nice body, and I see far more than that. Would I date any of them? Fuck no. And the, the fact that I can say that so, like, bluntly, it means that that's, that's what it is. And the fact that they're all single, <laughs> and in their 30s, that's what it means. It means nobody wants them. Right? So I'm clearly not wrong. It's universal knowledge, but apparently only amongst us, apparently 
the women don't realize this. And I mean, I may be going off on a tangent. I'm sure I'll be doing this again. But a lot of a lot of these women, and I've noticed the, the pattern. I mean, there are lots of patterns here, but one of the ma- big major ones is that, that fucking sister circle. That need, man, of all those women to get together and reinforce each other's garbage and delusions and fantasy all the while bashing the men. Like, oh, he's, he too, you too good for him, girl. He don't know what he got, girl. It's his loss, girl. That shit, it reinforces nothing but crazy. And that shit has done a number. I mean, it, it's done in conjunction with a lot of other shit, like the propaganda machine directed at the women, especially the black women. But man, so when I buck up on this manosphere and, and the more I'm listening to it, not just like I said, not just the Kim and Samuel's things, but... Just in general, just men kind of sharing their experiences, sharing their outlook, sharing their frustrations, because that's where I am. And one thing to be clear about, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm aware of the MGTOW, men going their own way, I'm aware of that too. And I, I don't think it's foolish at all. What I will say is, I don't want to go my own way. I like having a wife. I like being a married man. I like having a family. I like having children. I like having a home. I like, well, don't like paying a mortgage. <laughs> Nobody really likes paying a mortgage, but I like handling responsibility. I like, uh, you know, setting up my, my children's lives. I like, you know, maintaining the home, doing repairs around the house doing little projects here and there because my wife wants to, she wants this or she wants that change, that change. I like that. I feel prideful. I feel proud when I, when I can give her things like that. (laughs) That's why I don't want to go my own way. What I want is my wife to trust my leadership. We're here because of me. I'm not saying she didn't have anything to do with it. She had plenty to do with it. But it's not her vision that got us here. It's not her drive that got us here. None of that belongs to her. It's not to her credit. She's responsible for other things. What got us here is my drive, my vision. I talk to her parents about us moving in together. I initiated us dating. I asked for her hand in marriage. I budgeted for us to be able to buy this home. Me. Not her. And it's not not a bashing session. I would... It's foolish to bash my own wife. Not female. I don't go around bashing someone I'm attached to. That's just that's fuckery. Jamaican them one that's something. I do them thing there, right? No, no, I'm those business. A fool, fool thing that, right? <laughs> so what's important 
is that I am looking to straighten out not just my, my, my marriage, I'm looking to straighten out my family. I have a legacy that I'm building here. I have a son that I'm raising. I have a daughter I'm raising. I don't need them to see struggle, some power struggle between their mother and myself. That, that's, that's not where I'm at with it. I want them to witness fluidity. I want them to witness complete cooperation. I want them to understand that daddy has a role to play. And if daddy has a role to play, mommy has a role to play. Mommy is not to act like daddy. Because that makes no sense. That's fuckery. Mommy is to be mommy. Daddy is to be daddy. That's clear and concise messaging and framing. Right? That's, that's what I want. So I don't want to go my own way. I don't want to go my own way. What I want is, I want clarity. Like I said, I want fluidity. And order. And for that, my wife needs to come back in line. Right? The fighting, the power struggle. I don't know how, well, I mean, I, I, I do know. I do know. I say I don't know how, but actually I do know. I do know how she gets back in line. I do know how I get my family in line. I do know. It's just going to have to be a fight. One big fight. And the terms are, we either make it or we don't. That's what it's going to come down to. We either make it or we don't. If we continue to fight over power, we don't make it. Only under my leadership do we make it. Because that's my role. That's my role. That's not her role. <laughs> this um, sister circle, gotta go. All that shit has to go. The daytime TV, it's not, she's not even a big TV watcher, but she is, she does consume her own content, right? And it's caused a lot, a lot of damage over the course of generations through that propaganda of women, the superwoman trope, especially for black women. And it doesn't exist. This matriarchy or matriarch praise and worshipping, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Anyway, that's it for tonight. Um, I'll give this thing a next try. We'll see. When that is, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm husband and father after all, you know? But, um, it's interesting, I mean, for somebody... Uh, by the way, I don't have any friends. Um, it's not something I'm I'm proud of, but the friends I grew up with, we we just 
we lost touch because we, we just have different values and I'm clear about what my values are. Um, there are, I do have a neighbor that I'm, I'm getting real cool with. And he's a husband and father as well. And, and that's, that's why we're getting real cool. And quite frankly, those are the only men I can be cool with. And that's the other part that I've recently come to the realization that, um, is super duper important. I'll save that for another time, but yep. Signing off. Good night all.